Most people are not equipped to understand the seemingly endless facets of an HOA. That's why we're here, to help you become uncommonly prepared to serve your HOA. Whether you're a board member or a manager, join us in the Uncommon Area. Welcome to the Uncommon Area. I'm Matthew Holbrook, and in this episode, we are going to be looking at the question of what should a board member know about serving on an HOA board of directors, but maybe they don't know. And here to talk about that with us today is Anthony Edwards, one of Action's managers. And uh, yeah, we just wanted a manager's perspective on um, what do you think that board members who serve for an HOA, what should they know, but maybe often we notice that they don't know or don't understand really well. Uh, I would say, you know, things that the board member should know, you know, specifically jumping into the new role um, is, you know, their their realization and their expectation of their authority. And unfortunately, a lot of board members do have that expectation that they will jump in and take the side of, you know, the the neighborhood cop. And it doesn't necessarily work that way in the liability side. Um, that That's where that comes in for the manager to, to really coach them on how to handle certain situations and allow management to do their job. Yeah. So let's unpack that just a little bit. It seems to me that there's a couple of angles or perspectives on um, just how a board member has authority, mm -hmm. uh, as you say. Um, and, and one um, might just be understanding that they are a part of a uh, of an overall entity of the board of directors. Maybe you can speak to that a little bit about um, how a board member fits in what they have authority to do on their own versus their authority as as an overall unit. Yeah, I think with at least my boards, uh, I do always stress the fact of, you know, never engaging a homeowner in regards to any sort of violations or any sort of, you know, behavioral aspects uh, that does open up not only the safety aspect of a liability side, but also just in regards to litigation side. Um, but really just coaching them back through that uh, once they're out of that, that board meeting you know, their, their obligations as a board member are really going back to just the, the financial, the fiduciary, and everything else really should be, you know, uh, mitigated back to the, to the property manager. Yeah, and I think um, what there, there's something kind of counterintuitive for board members oftentimes on this. They, they get on the board, they want to be helpful, mm -hmm. they want to communicate with the, the residents, um, they want to be proactive, and all of that is good. The, um, the challenge is obviously um, they are one board member and there are five board members generally, sometimes seven or three, but generally it's five. Mm -hmm. And as one member of that five, you're taking a big risk when you are representing something for the association as a single board member, as opposed to speaking as, as a whole entity. And that's where it comes back to, it's not that the HOA manager has that authority, no. But the manager represents the whole board's voice. Correct, correct. And trying to maintain that there's regulations within the community, but um, a lot of you know board members, they do. They take that on, and uh, they want to you know obviously make sure that their community is, is the way that they see it, and that is why they were elected to be there. But uh, it is also very important for the manager to really coach them in how to communicate with board or other uh, residents as well as communicating with other board members because that can also have its own internal conflicts. Yeah, so there's this kind of this 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 one voice idea mm -hmm. that you want to make sure the board always speaks with one vo one voice and uh, that can be 
most effectively done when yeah. that's filtered through the manager or maybe sometimes through the board president. Of course, of to, course. Uh, and having that, that neutrality yeah. of the whole board is, is very important. And then the other side of it is um, there is this whole kind of legal side, legal mm -hmm. side or legal aspect that you kind of alluded to, but there's civil code and there are um, uh, corporations codes mm -hmm. and there are um, specific rules and regulations and architectural guidelines. And there's uh, a whole list of, of different aspects yeah. that govern an HOA and oftentimes new board members may not understand where they might be stepping into an area where they, they might cause trouble or challenges for the association and not even realize it. Yeah. And I think really it goes back to, uh, you know, a board member maybe wanting to see certain changes and not necessarily understanding, as you said before, that it does take that, that full vote, that, that quorum of the board to actually make a change of certain, you know, policies. And, you know, perhaps a board member doesn't like one particular policy of the parking rules. And they say, well, to one homeowner, uh, you know, don't mind that. I'll, I'll talk to the board and not necessarily understanding that it does need that full, uh, you know, approval from the board, at least the quorum of that board uh, to make that policy change. And the homeowner is having that unrealistic expectation of that change already being in effect. Yeah. So a homeowner may act on something thinking, hey, this board member told me that I can do this. And it was it's from a board member, so I can rely on that. And the board member may be perfectly well-intentioned, mm -hmm. but um, setting a, a um, just a false expectation for that homeowner, it, it needs to go back and be discussed with the rest of the board. And there may be other considerations mm -hmm. that that board member may not be aware of. Absolutely. And, and really just thinking about the, the existing policy, making sure that they're following it as much as any homeowner would. Yeah. And that's where that collaboration and partnership with the management mm -hmm. really becomes important where the manager again can kind of speak representing the board, representing that one voice Absolutely. and also having the consideration of maybe what are some of the legal factors that apply in this situation? Not mm -hmm. that we're practicing law, but that we're going to bring in kind of the standards that, that yeah. we understand. And at least, you know, uh, directing them in the right, you know, area to to speak to people with the confidence that they know what they're talking about but also i would say as long as they read their rules and regulations and have that confidence of talking on you know certain regulations yeah well that's great well i really appreciate your feedback on that and i i hope that that's helpful um we uh, we always want to be able to encourage and facilitate and enable board members to be as effective as possible but in doing that we want board members to be aware of maybe where some of the pitfalls might be and so i hope that that's uh, that that is helpful in uh, giving consideration as to how you might be an effective board member well, we hope that you continue to watch The Uncommon Area and look for additional episodes that might also be helpful.